Thanks again to everyone supporting us on the podcast through Patreon. Patreon allows our listeners an opportunity to contribute to the podcast and allow us to bring you great guests and content each week. Thank you to all of our patrons and a special shout out to Jonathan Lambert for being our largest donor. You too can become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash mentors, the number four M-I-L. This podcast is sponsored by Uncana, trusted natural solutions. Uncana is a leading voice of advocacy for CBD in the veteran LEO and federal communities. Veteran owned and operated, the Uncana team is actively fighting for DOD access to CBD with political pressure, community support, and a simple message. Hashtag OpNatural. Uncana is vertically integrated with industry leaders from seed to sell, supplying premium small batch products to America's best. Use code mentors the number four MIL at checkout at uncana.com to receive your amazing discount. Read the Mentors for Military disclaimer at mentorsformilitary.com slash disclaimer. Mentors for Military Podcast. The topic that we had last time really resonated, I think, with people, and it was really good. And so I wanted to have you back and talk about a topic that is we've covered a little bit on this show, and that's about regret. And for most of us, at least that on the host on the show, we've had some form of regret. For me, you know, after serving 20 plus years or 20 years in the army, it came to me that uh, I wish I would have stayed in and gone on to, you know, the Sergeant Majors Academy and, uh, or I wish I would have done something specific as a career choice that I wanted to do back then. And um, of course, when those things come up, my wife is one of those realists that reminds me at that moment that, you know, if you would have done that, we'd have been in a very different place right now. So everything has a reason for why it occurs. You just may not know the reason right now. And people have said that when it comes to, you know, religion or whatever the case may be, but may have a different perspective on that about how it doesn't really exist, right? Well, um, everything exists, first and foremost. Uh, and that's, you know, all at the end of independent level, you know, so I'll kick this off in my kind of usual way when it comes to a topic like this, um, you know, I'll speak in definitives um, as if things I'm saying are true. Just know that what I'm saying is just in accordance with what I believe. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do not uh, think it's good for all works for all. Uh, so be it. And um, in relation to your question for me, the word regret um, brings up, a couple of things I believe that need to be addressed ahead of time before asking the question, uh, answering the question, which is, um, I've got a little intro I use, witty, well, I think it's witty, a uh, little intro I use uh, whenever I do some presentations, and I'll open it up and I'll say, you know, hey, is there, uh, is there anybody here right now that has the ability to change anything that's happened in the past, right, kind of melodramatic little pause right you know it's kind of silent I don't, i've done it with 200 people 500 100 doesn't matter yeah and uh overarching answer is no 
No, no. All right, cool, cool, cool. Next question. Is there anyone here that can accurately predict the future? Silence. Overall, no. All right, so, so I said, well, so now I've confirmed that I don't have any wizards amongst myself. Um, let's get around to now what we're here to talk about, which is the present, right? And so I get a laugh out of it. So like, hey, fuck it. If I find a wizard, I'm leaving. We're going to pack up. That's when I'm taking a show on the road. No doubt. But it's yet to happen. So it's interesting that in a moment, I can have everyone in that room agree that they they lack the capability to do these two things. And because they lack this capability, these two things and or places um, are absolutely irrelevant at that point um, and it, the way my brain works. And so I'll get them to that point and then, you know, whether it's two days into the seminar or, or that afternoon, you know, we'll sit down and I'll say, who's got regrets? And they'll start screaming about how many regrets they have. And, and then it's like, okay, but you told me. So I've been uh, called cruel. I've been called callous. I've been called many things. But as it relates to me uh, saying, like, I have no regrets, um, it's no, but the one thing you never ask me is, or if you just change the question and say, did you learn anything? Well, then I'll have a conversation from you. Yeah. Or excuse me, with you. Um, if you want, you know, because I do believe everything happens for a reason. And if I choose to adopt that belief for me, uh, it means that, uh, okay, then that means everything happens for a reason. And if that's what I believe, then for my actions and behaviors to be aligned with that truth and for me to be congruent with that truth, um, I should do everything I can to live right here in the present. Always learning from the past the best I can, sometimes prepping for the future. Yet, you know, uh, regret is, uh, for me, it serves no positive purpose. It's like... Um, I can't, for me, I, I can't say in one breath, everything happens for a reason. And the next breath, like, I really wish I would have, you know, won the fucking high school football tournament of 76, you know, because mm -hmm. to your wife's point, well, that changes everything. And then the other question I ask folks is like, and then after that usually abated, you know, it's all the, the, the fun of being up on, a, uh, up on the stage, so to speak. It's like, hey, is there anybody else that would rather, you know, rather be in a different place in life, have a different wife, girlfriend, kids, this and that? And everyone's like, nah, man, you know, it's like, I'm good. It's like, well, then that regret you're talking about, once again, you get that, you don't get this. You just told me you wanted this. So what the fuck do you want? Yeah. Right. Which version of all this do you want? Pick it and figure it out. For me anyway. Right. So I'm um, long, a bit long winded. Yes, I guess it's a podcast. I'm supposed to talk. Um, <laughs> so, you know, for me, the question is, um, did that moment in the past uh, serve me purpose in way of pleasure or pain? Because that's how I'm wired. Uh, and if it was pain, um, was it my fault or theirs, uh, so to speak? Even if it's theirs, like what was my, my, you know, what was my role in it? And then it's like choose different. Um, it's just, it's just my data point. I, you know, for me, life is a a series. It's just, it's just all about gathering data. I use the analogy of a motherboard. And at the end of the day, a motherboard's got, you know, whatever it has on it from a computer aspect. And when you put an input into it, it goes through and it only has the data points that are available to compare against to make any decisions that it needs to be made, uh, needs to make. And so if you don't put any more uh, RAM, any more hardware, software, all these upgrades in there, at some point you've got a closed loop. 
So the speed at which it can operate, the, everything that can induce whatever, it's limited. Mm-hmm. So I believe that we're the same way. So as long as I'm increasing data, which is gaining experience out in the world, be it in painful or pleasurable, um, I'm still gaining data. And that now goes into my motherboard, so to speak. So now when I take on new input, I, you know, I went on five vacations or I've worked with five companies since then and things that I thought I used to hate, I now like, and things that I used to think would work are now failing me. And so it's like, boom. So what do I have to do? Get back to right now. Yeah. Always back to now. Well, if we always knew what the future held, you know, we, or if every time we came upon a decision point and we started looking at it and we said, okay, well, if I do this decision, this is what's going to happen. If I do this decision, we wouldn't make very many decisions because you would constantly be evaluating every little thing that you do because you don't want to make the wrong turn. Now, I know people who do that on a daily basis too, because they're so nervous about wanting to make the right decision. They're wanting to make sure that the outcome is going to be pleasurable to them. Yet, to your point, you don't know what the future is going to hold. You can't predict the future. You've got to make a decision, though. You don't have to. I have to. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing, too, just moving through life now best I can, man. I can only speak for myself. And people ask, like, hey, man, do do whatever you want. I'll ask you, is it working for you? I'll ask you, how's it make you feel? And do you like that? And, you know, not you specifically, these folks, right? Um, people want to control this. Now, this is an overarching statement. I am making this a, uh, what's the word? I believe it to be true. Mm-hmm. The majority of society. Stereotyping. Stereotyping. Yes. Yeah. They want predictable. They want a predictable outcome that gives them a pleasurable experience at the highest probability rate. Now, in my experience, um, that doesn't exist. And the way it usually works is actually playing small. So if people play small, that's actually pretty easy to pull off uh, because you, you avoid, you know, you know, failure. Um, but, but what they, um, they absolutely are avoiding is the pain of failure that potentially is there because they can't predict the future. So this is where fear either freezes us or propels us to me and that's the that that's the moment right that's the you know fear uh double acronym fuck everything and run or face everything and rise you know (laughs) um either way and 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 one of those two things happens and really to me the future thing is is all fear-based and the past thing is nothing more than a, a distraction said like me lamenting about what i should have done in the past while in the same breath saying everything happens for a reason. Which is it? And, you know, the the guarantees, they don't exist. Here's the interesting thing. This is what I was trying to say. Sorry. Human beings, they want to control the one thing that's not controllable, which is the outside world. The one thing they have zero control over. So I'll put my happiness in. I'll be happy when I get married when I make a million, whenever I start this new company, whenever this is, these are all when and ifs, right? So I'll be happy when and if, right? And all these places that that, that literally, when and if exist when, there's play a little game, when do they exist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when they happen. Which is always what? Now. Now, right, right. yeah. <laughs> silly little game, right? It's silly, yet people go fucking philosophy. It's like, no, think about it. 
Now, it's so true, because I was thinking that actually while you were saying it, I was thinking, well, yeah, but so many times people don't live in the moment. And I'm guilty of that. I was the first one that for many, many years, I would constantly be talking about, you know, something that's going to happen three to five years from now, you know, when we do this, like you were saying, and, you know, family members and friends, close friends would say, you know, you've got to stop and smell the roses. And there was a point in my life where I hit kind of a rock bottom, and that's when I started realizing how much and how critical it is to slow down things and quit trying to put undue pressures on yourself and and smell the roses along the way and and not live with those regrets, although it's okay to think about it in terms of the lessons, like you said, learned, what you gained from making a different choice, realize what you have today, and now look at you know, what's going on around you at the moment and how can you get more involved? Because we never know when that's going to end. And and I'd say the the other thing that's important for me on all that, the other reason for me, regret uh, doesn't exist. Literally, like the word to me is like stricken from the record, my mental dictionary, so to speak, is, um, you know, some of the either worst experience of my life and or worst things I've done to other people, by the way, uh, emotionally, whether, you know, whether it's just being an asshole or during my years an alcoholic, whatever it is, right? All of those things were required in my experience. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to tell you I should clap and pat myself on the back for some of the shit I did, you know, 20 plus years ago, whatever it was. And, um, Yet it's just part of, you know, my story. And so for me to regret that even, it's like, once again, well, that, you know, serves, it always, always serves a purpose. And for me, that mindset, um, and I, I stole it and adopted it, uh, an author by the name of Neil Donald Walsh, who uh, I, you know, started reading many years ago and the guy was really inspiring. Um, and one of the lines I took from one of his books, he said, he said, I assign a purpose for everything that happens in my life, period, done. And um, <clears throat> I kept that with me. And over time in my own, uh, my own journey and through a lot of self-assessment and introspection and introspective questions and writing and y- you name it, um, same thing now. It's like, yeah, that's how I roll. Um, and if everything happens for a reason, then it's my job to assign that purpose, even if it is that I am willing to believe that sometime in the near future, I will understand why that happened. And it's going to be a great outcome. Isn't it also a little bit, I don't know, when I hear that, I kind of think of, I accept the decisions that I made that brought me to this point as well, you know? Yeah, there is a um, there's a great line somewhere in the big book. I spent many years in, in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, and, and that's where I started my journey into spirituality. Um, that says, uh, as it relates to resentment, it says essentially, if you find yourself, you know, pissed off uh, and in a bad spot, um, just think back because at some point in the past, you made a decision based on self that now placed you in a position to be harmed. And uh, in other words, hey, like, hey, you thought this was a good idea at some point. Remember that? Remember how great it was going to be? Remember how awesome it was, right? Well, here we are in this moment, right? And it, it's maybe not so much, right? And then to your point, owning, it's like, okay. And the beautiful thing about what you just said is, there's ownership in that. 
So if I were to say, let's say you and I entered into or in a bad business deal, and if I were to say to you, I fucking regret the day we ever met. There's no power in that, right? When things are just going sideways and, and I don't know what to do and I'm upset and I'm going to be broke, right? Versus me saying, man, sorry things went this way, even if it was sideways. Yeah, I learned a lot and I um, and, uh, wish you all the best. Mm-hmm. Right, there's power in that because you don't have my emotion. You don't own my power. I get to keep it, right? As long as we maintain respect, you know, then we're good, right? Because that's the other part. You know, in a present moment, any at any any present moment, if it's in people who emotions great, okay, well that's fine. I'll just ask you if you you know how's it working for you in life, um, because a, a ton of emotion all the time is it great? I don't know. Not for me. You know, none. I don't know. I do know, though, that most people in any given moment uh, that are the least emotional and in these times that are important times are the one who makes the best decisions. In all of these things, you have to take some kind of action, right? I mean, when you're talking about this, whatever decision that you're thinking about in terms of what you're going to do next, you're having to you're having to take some kind of action could have effects, you know, secondary effects on other people and everything else to your point of what you just said and the journey that you went through. But I think, too, you're you're taking some kind of action and that's a positive step rather than setting back and waiting for somebody to tell you what you should do got to you've got to take some kind of action even then in order to get out of it and i guess what i'm trying to say is when you reach your lowest low when you get down in there in the bottom you've got to be able to pull your own self out it's the only person to do that so if you're living in a world of regret decisions that you made things that you did and you don't feel like your life is right well then you've got to take the action and the positive steps in order to make a change and you don't know what those may be and no one can actually give you that guidance necessarily you've got to kind of figure those things out on your own it's the way it's worked for me at times, and at times I've been guided. Um, and to me, I think there, for me, therein lies a, a wisdom in life as well. It's, um, you know, I quit wanting to be anybody else years ago. I used to say, like, ah, when I grow up, I'll be like this guy, that guy, you know, whatever it is. It's, um, you know, once I finally stopped wanting to be like other people, um, and I mean literally, like, because, and it's not because uh, there's anything wrong with that, so to speak. It's actually served me well. I had great mentors and great, yet at some point, you know, um, I believe we're all here to go put our own fucking stake in the ground somewhere. Um, and that's a piece of land where nowhere else has been, uh, that no one else has been to. Um, there's a, you know, a really inspiring quote says, uh, you know, seek not to walk in the footsteps of the masters. Seek what the masters saw. Right. And and at some point, right, I've got to go out and forge my own path. The courage. All right. Because this is what it all comes down to. The courage required to say, I don't know, um, to to make a bad decision. It gets back to the fail fast principle. That's what you were talking about. It's like, hey, man, this leadership 101 or at Ranger School 101. uh, Fucking hey, what are you going to do, PL? What are you going to do? Make a decision. Why? Because then you become, to your point, you become cause. I'm no longer being affected. Now, sometimes I break shit when that happens. Sometimes it happens, man. Uh, And then when it does, I do my best to clean up the mess, guarantee you it was the best of intent. If you'd asked me in any given moment, I would have told you this is the best thing in the world. And of course, I don't want to hurt people. Doesn't mean it didn't happen along the way by living this way. 
Yet the fruits I've gained by living this way, I wouldn't trade for anything. Yet that's my way. Like because I'm, I, for me, at some point in life, I guarantee you, I had regrets. I didn't just wake up this way. I went through a lot of pain. I, if it, uh, even making those fast decisions, like you're talking about, many times in life I've gone out and experienced things to figure out who I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out what I don't like. Sure. You know, because and, and everyone jokes about it. Yeah, it is very true in, in my experience. And I've done a lot of crazy shit top to bottom uh, in life. And um, not one of those crazy things has been the way someone else had explained it to me. Not one. Mm. And the more I learned that, the more I stopped listening to the outside world and the more I start asking my questions and then either just putting, you know, getting my answers deductively and or buying a plane ticket and or picking up the phone and or doing it. Go now. That's all there is. Yeah, I just lost, a, you know, the man who's a, a second dad to me, you know, four months ago. I thought we had years together. Gone. Right. All our, you know, all the boys we serve with, watched them, gone. Yep. Right, here we are. What am I supposed to do? Lament about the fucking past? Not me. Now, what do I think they want? Even, like, I don't care what spin anybody wants to put. What would they want? They want me to crush it. They would want me and everyone to say, quit doing the dangerous shit, man. Being a hero is easy. Go do some scary shit. Go become a better human. Go tap in and get your emotions back. Go learn how to live and be a civilian. Go start your business. Leave the asshole. Break up with the bitch. Chase the queen. Whatever it is, quit talking about it. And it is, it's like it's, it's going to happen when you make it happen. Right. That's kind of what I was saying, I guess, that I was trying to get to as well. You've got to make something happen. You can't sit back on it. And I see too often where um, individuals are waiting for something to land on their lap. They're thinking that it's just going to fall out of the sky. And in those cases, it never happens. And they end up just living, I don't know, day to day, but yet not in a good way. It's not the way that we were talking about before, where they're living day to day and, and enjoying the moment of life and every breath that you take type of thing. They're miserable, absolutely miserable, and waiting for somebody to help pull them out of the, the ditch. Well, they appear to be miserable. The thing is, the pain isn't great enough yet. At least that's the way it works for me, because um, they actually like their misery. At least that they don't realize it. I, I had a wise man teach me a lesson one time, and it, it, it sounded like this. He said, Scott, you have things that you believe about yourself that are not true, that you believe are true, that are causing you a really hard time in your life, and you like them. Right. And what he's talking about is really it's a it's a it's a it's a victim role. Uh, it's a victim mentality around a certain things. He even told me that it, he says, so, so how, how long have you had this victim mentality, Scott? Man, I got dead quiet. This is like four years ago and a uh, good bit less therapy. And uh, I got quiet, man. I, I literally it was like, did that motherfucker just call me a victim? Mm. And he was reading my mind. He goes. I didn't call you a victim. He said, I, I said you had victim-like behavior. And then he began to educate me, and he told, he told me what I just told you. And then uh, we looked at a few things in my life where I was doing that, where I was setting myself up um, to be let down. And the reason was is because I lacked the courage to set things right up front. 
right? It brought it back. And then once I saw it, it was just my own fear and lack of courage that was getting in the way and placing me in those positions. I at least had the knowledge to get out of it now. And then I began to change. Until then, right, I was unaware of why. And then I had an individual give me knowledge and give me that little enlightenment moment. And then he put me at choice. And now I could either choose to move forward with the same behavior, except now I'm going to hate myself even more because I know how to get out of it. Right. And that's called suffering. Or I can take the pain of dealing with what I need to if I just get the courage in these moments whenever I want to be a sissy, put my thumb fucking mouth roll up in the corner. Right. Getting in a gunfight, street fight, whatever. That shit's easy. Right. Doing this emotional, hard, scary shit, getting rejected, getting turned down, having to learn a new business, having to walk in, into a room with a bunch of heavy hitters in a world where I'm not the tough guy anymore, and now I got to go pay my dues here again. Yeah, that's what all this shit's required. And you're right. Yeah, everybody wants it, you know, to be easy. It's uh, another line I use: is like, hey, all right, here's the deal. You got two news articles you can read. You can read the one about the multi-billion-dollar CEO who brought a helicopter up to the, to the second base camp, ten Sherpas, and summited uh, in one shot Everest. Or do you want to read the article about the woman at 48 who lost three toes, four attempts, and finally summited at 50 years old? And they're like, well, the second one, I'm like, well, then why the fuck do you think you should get to the top any other way than she did? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like pain, man. It is not pretty. Yet suffering, on the other hand, is uh, misery. Um, I'll take some pain. You know, as the old, the old saying goes, you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. You know, make, 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 make. Keyword keeps coming up, right? Make action at some point. This thing that uh, hit home with me, too, that you mentioned a little bit earlier is that you kind of wanted to emulate somebody else. You had somebody out there that was a mentor that uh, really, you know, you looked up to and everything. I think the opposite is true, too. There are some of us, and me included, that didn't want to be someone didn't want to live my life as someone who raised me or was around me and um, was trying to make an impact in my life and actually did. I ran for many, many years from trying to put myself in those same shoes, to try to be that individual and try to distinguish myself so much that my running so hard actually is what caused most of my problems that I didn't realize. Hmm. And so the same is true of what you said, but it was the opposite. It was actually uh, wanting not to be somebody so bad. Uh, yeah, so let me share a quick analogy on that. So actually I got, because this, this came to me, actually, I paid a guy to coach me about, I guess it's been about four years ago for the first time I did that you know, one time in my life. Um, and it, it was amazing. I did a lot of work in around self-love that I was, you know, having a lot of issues with at the time. I wasn't having a lot of issues at the time. I fucking just didn't love myself. I still struggle with that. Um, yet I, you know, I had this awareness and, and, um, and I, it was like, Hey, I, I need a guide, uh, because this is something I've, I've either forgotten how to do or whatnot. And, um, during this process and over time is when I realized that like, Hey, I don't, I don't want to be like, him i don't want to be like any of these people and so then i asked myself a question it's like yeah but i you know i get great things from people like this and i and from books and from this and you know of course my own experience it's like i don't i don't want to you know be an arrogant prick here so i'm trying to figure out so okay so what's this relationship my relationship to these things 
these people, this, these data points, this knowledge, these books, these authors, like what is my relationship to them? And it finally hit me. It was like, ah, it's, for me, I see it now. It's like it's a, they are all walking sticks. And I'm a visual guy. So it's like, hey, if I, if I can, I'm walking up a nice incline and all of a sudden it starts getting super steep. It's like until it gets really steep. I don't need a stick. Like I don't need a walking stick. I'm I'm strolling. It's flat ground. As soon as I start going uphill, now I get steep. Like I'm gonna hit a point where I stop. So whether it says like if I get a walking stick, now that's a book I pick something up with. That's a friend that drops knowledge. That's a podcast I listen to. That's someone I pay to coach me. That's whatever it is. And maybe I use them for a year. Maybe I use them for a day. Whatever it is. But at some point for me, I either. I need to adopt what I wanted to adopt from them and use it as now as my own belief and move through life on my own. But I've got to cut the umbilical cord mm -hmm. for me or I will just unwittingly become more like them and less like me. It's just for me the way I see the game. So it's like, cool. I don't. And because where I see people fuck this up or I, I kind of look at people and I, I giggle is these folks all want credit at times for, um, you know, the coaching, the credit for someone's future success, or they want right. to give credit. And it's like, nah, man, that's not how that works. Like I always say, uh, give people credit for the opportunity. I will give people credit for the opportunity they provided me, but trust me, if I would have fucked it up, they wouldn't have taken credit for that. So let's just get real. That was hard work that got me the credit for, for landing the job. And they still may have gave you, given you the opportunity, right? I mean, there may have been an opportunity, right. but you just took it and didn't do the right thing with it that they would have done. I totally agree with you. You know? I think what we're talking about is how regret is kind of looking at the past and really not living in the moment, right? It's about living with the decisions that you made and realizing um, that you can't go backwards. You can't see the future as well. Um, and so what you need to do is take more of an act, be an active participant in what's going on in the here and now and listen to what's going on. Pay attention. Pay attention to the people around you that are also influencing you in some way to make sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people. They're not trying to suck you back into a period of time or into something that you don't need to be involved with anymore. You know, think more of the positive, move forward and live in the moment. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, that way of living serves me best. And I would kind of put a bow on it on my side and say, you know, that for me, because I do know that beliefs drive behaviors, the more uh, mental energy I put into anything, um, the stronger it becomes uh, from neuropathway, hardwiring. And if I just say, I don't believe the past exists, I don't believe the future exists, I believe there is only now. And if I did nothing, and, and I should spend more time actually focusing on nothing but that statement, writing that statement, I will begin to believe it more and more and I will think less and less and less about things that aren't real because things that aren't real aren't relevant and I don't pay attention to things that aren't relevant. I appreciate you having me on the show, brother. Uh, you're, you're absolutely an amazing host. And Nate... Thank you for being here because you just make me feel good just seeing you, brother. And I'm, I love you. Damn it, I love you. Nate, anything you want to add? Yeah, I mean, just to, well, just yeah, to follow up on. Seriously, please. Yes. Well, just to add, um, you know, to your point, Robert, as far as closing it, I think, too, it's not only the, not only losing sight of not being in the present, but also you're losing sight of 
gratitude that for what you have mm. as well. So wow, um, yes. you know, and and that's something that's a bit of an adjustment. Is a lot of the stuff that Scott had talked about is like it's it's kind of redialing that back into what I do have right now, and the fact that if I made all those decisions back then, I wouldn't have all these things that I am grateful for. And to your point as well, as far as an action step, and if those things don't line up and you're not grateful for it, then take the action to course correct that as well. I mean, and that you're not just locked into that path that maybe that past decision had set you down. You have the ability to act on it and get back on the path that you would rather be on. So it's either resetting that gratitude for what you have and appreciation for the present or it's taking the action and that courage point that Scott would put it as um, of getting back on that path that you want to be on. Yeah, you just gave me chills. That's exactly it. I mean, um, I didn't think about the gratitude of it, but it definitely was in my period of my time something that um, I experienced and not recognizing what everybody did to lay down that kind of foundation to get me where I am. Those bridges over those bumps, those um, during those rough times, those people that came to my aid and tried to smooth things out for me and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's That's a good way of putting it. Thank you guys both for coming on the show once again. And, uh, you know, I encourage everybody to listen to OG Free. It's uh, also a podcast that's out there, Original Freedom. Uh, check out their website. And, of course, uh, the links and stuff will be inside the show notes for all the people if they want to go out and try to find uh, you guys, whether it's on social media or whatever the case. Both of you guys, again, thank you for coming on. Thanks, Robert. Uh, pleasure. Thank you, brother. <laughs>